ttelt.org, teaching tips for English language teachers. Engaging teachers outside the box. I'm Mylene Hale, and I'm here today with TTELT as the COO, working with Gina Rhodes, our CEO, to talk to you about thinking outside the box as teachers. But before we get into the topic of the day, I wanted to briefly introduce myself. Again, I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, and I met Gina Rhodes through our community of practice online of English language fellows. Last year, before COVID, 2019, I should say, I worked as an English language fellow in Tirana, Albania. Prior to that, I've had over 30 years of experience teaching English as a foreign language in the United States and overseas. In the United States, I've worked in a number of schools, primarily in adult education with immigrants and refugees from California to Idaho and now in Florida. I did my doctoral degree at University of San Francisco in international education. And three of my most influential experiences which have brought me to this point in my life were teaching English in Ecuador when I learned Spanish in my early 20s. After first learning French, I switched to Spanish. And after that, I worked um, at Boise State University in the field of bilingual education. And then I worked at developing curriculum for refugees in Idaho, resettling, specializing in curriculum for the workplace. From there, I started some specialist projects, first as a Fulbright specialist to the University of Belize, developing methodologies for their English language training techniques. Another great experience I had was as an English language specialist, working with North Korean defectors who had immigrated to South Korea. And I was asked to do specialized curriculum for their English development. And finally, the most recent one, as I mentioned at the beginning, was working at the University of Tirana as an English language fellow in Albania. These experiences led me to want to participate closely with Gina in developing this nonprofit, providing resources of professional development to folks like you out there who are now listening to our podcasts, tuning into our workshops, and finally participating in professional development trainings. So with no further ado, I'd like to jump into our training today, which again is entitled Thinking Outside the Box. So first of all, let's define our terms. What do we mean by outside the box? When I think of the box, if you will, I think of our prescribed curriculum that we as teachers, usually no matter what level or age of students we're teaching, we are given a box, sometimes with tools, sometimes without limited resources or more resources, but nonetheless, the box within which we are asked to operate and teach our curriculum. Why teachers often get stuck in the box? Because the box is pretty time consuming and most of us don't have or think we have time to work outside the box. So I'm here today to challenge you to think outside the box of your curriculum. Why to do this? Because we want you to bring life to class. We want you to bring your genius, your creativity to your class, engaging your students to a higher level when you bring yourself to this class. Bringing out our best as teachers brings out their best as students. I want you to think of yourself for a minute as an athletic trainer. If you're coaching 
a group of soccer players. And you have your front line, your middle line, your back defenders. You need each of them to perform at their best if you want to win that World Cup, right? And you need to coach them to reach their highest potential, to excel in their abilities. In the same way, we want our learners to excel both in the classroom and outside the classroom. We want them to have that confidence to go for the goal, go for the ball, pursue it with their utmost so that they actualize it with great confidence out in the real world, off the practice field into the World Cup field, okay? Or you can think of conducting an orchestra and you're the conductor, but you want your instruments to flourish, the sound to resonate for your audience. So how to do this? Bring yourself, your talents, skills, and passions. Remember, we're going outside the box. I'm gonna start for a minute with a song because oftentimes music, as you may have heard in my workshop, gets us outside the box. So I'm gonna play this song just for a minute to model how I take my students outside of a box. I often start classes with songs to generate the atmosphere I want them to experience and feel, the grammar that I want them to think about for the day. And today, since our focus is outside the box, I want you to listen to the beginning of the song. If you want, you can put the video. in that short segment, I was able to hopefully capture your attention. <laughs> Again, you are the conductor, you're setting the stage, you're bringing your genius to the class. So I like to capture my audience with some music, with something tangible that focuses their attention. YouTubes are great for this. Hopefully with technology at our fingertips, most of us, we can bring this to the classroom. I want you to think about how to connect to your, your, excuse me, connect learning to the prior knowledge of your students. I often tell my teachers, it's not only the method. Methods are one in a million methods, but it's how you deliver the method. It's how you set the stage for your students. As I mentioned, being an athletic director, a coach, being a choir director, how do you bring out the voices of your students? That's your goal. Not the teacher talking time, but the student talking time. But that's the tricky part because our box often dictates teacher talking time. So I want you to get outside that box <laughs> and now think of being in the student's shoes, being on the athletic field, sitting in the choir seats or the symphony seats, playing an instrument, singing alto, whatever it might be, and bringing the relevance to your classroom. All right, connecting to what your students know means discovering what interests them. So think about your student population right now. Maybe they're high school kids. They really tap into YouTubes these days. Maybe some are into podcasts. What, how do we discover? Oftentimes we think we don't have time to discover what they're interested. But we do, it's all how we set the stage. Providing student talking time over teacher talking time is part of that stage setup. 
when you provide the setup so that they're in groups or pairs talking, your job is instead of speaking so much is to listen to their conversations, capture what they're talking about, capture what they're interested in, what they're engaged in. Again, you set the stage, the parameters, but let them run with it a little bit so that they can be the creators and you can build on their knowledge and their interests. You want them to experience the language both inside and outside the classroom. Build homework assignments related to their interests. Build on your community connections. It's very likely that you have many more community connections, particularly with English language speakers, than they do. So see if you could build a core of volunteers that could help as tutors. As you're discovering their prior knowledge, learn what motivates them. Try to bring authentic materials. As I mentioned in my workshop and podcast on music, discover what songs you're listening to, have them submit songs, make contests for those songs and how they relate to what you're teaching. What YouTubes are they watching and listening to or podcasts, movies, are they downloading on Netflix or other sources? And TV shows, what are they watching? There's a lot of series out there with so many people quarantined these days, they've gotta be watching a lot of TV and movies. Find out which ones they're like the best and why, and then build as much as you can outside the box, those lessons. Tie it into your curriculum, of course, but take the time to go outside the box and it'll enhance your curriculum tenfold. When you give them, for an example, an assignment to listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube or a movie clip, then have them write the summary about it and prepare for an in-class debate about the topic. Have the students prepare the debate, the pros and cons. I'll never forget when I was in sixth grade, sixth grade, that's quite a while ago, <laughs> I had a teacher who was very memorable to me. She asked us, it was during presidential debates in the United States way back when, and we had to choose our candidate for which we wanted to debate, a pro and a con for each candidate. And because I remember it so much, because she had us have to create our arguments for why we wanted such a particular candidate to win the election. In such a way, you can have your students engage so that they choose how and why they want to debate a certain cause, if you will. Could be climate change, could be what to do about vaccinations and COVID, many, many current topics that are relevant to today. Listen to songs. After you have students listen to songs, let them create their own lyrics. This is a really powerful way to engage them, let them participate, let them take the lead roles in your classroom. And then write a story about, for example, a Mariah Carey song about hero. Who is their hero? You could give an example of a hero in their country, their culture. You can talk about American heroes, why and we choose our heroes, why other countries' heroes are who they are. Do they agree with these heroes? Who would they elect as a hero today? Find community language partners, as I mentioned, and assign practice in the community. Most of us are familiar with Bloom's taxonomy pyramid. What we remember is minuscule compared to when we just have to memorize compared to things that we create. They say we only remember five to 10% of memorized things. Think back to your high school chemistry, biology, some class that you didn't really like, but you just took it because it was a requirement. How much of that do you remember now? Even though maybe you did great in the class, got an A, a high score, but you memorized and then 
boop, it went out and something else replaced that memory bank. When you have to create something like I did in sixth grade, I had to create a platform for the candidate that I wanted to win. I remember that for a long, long, long time. Okay, so engage your students in the creation. There's 90 plus retention proven when they are involved in the creation. Like I mentioned, creating lyrics, creating their own movie clips, YouTubes, podcasts. Anchor is a great way your students can do podcasting and applying. Emphasize as much as they can to teach somebody else. If you have different levels of students in your class, have the higher levels teach the lower levels and be like the in-class tutors. It's a really powerful way to engage both levels of your students in such a way that they're empowered and building community in their classroom and building confidence. I have pictures that if you can see this on the YouTube channel, you can see what a teacher talking time classroom looks like versus a student talking time classroom. In the teacher talking time classroom, the students are very focused in rows, traditional classroom settings with desks focused on the teacher as the front of the room, as the conductor, but doing the majority of the talking. Whereas a student talking time classroom, you'll see a group of students either in pairs, small groups, gathered around desks, working, developing ideas collaboratively together. When they do this, it motivates them, it builds their confidence, and it creates a community of learners. All essential components for getting your students outside the box. I want you to think about a teacher who motivated you. Who is one teacher, whether it's elementary school, high school, university, who really motivated you? And why? What did they do? I guarantee you they took you outside the box to create some motivation technique that really engaged you in learning, no matter what the learning was at the time. When I did my doctoral studies, my doctoral advisor was Cuban-American. You know what she did? We had a lot of research, writing, but one thing that I'll never forget, 1997, she offered the opportunity to take us to Cuba to present our dissertation topics and share them collaboratively with Cuban educators. That was a transformational experience for me. She took us outside the box. You can do this yourself. You are already making a great difference in your students' lives. You can take them virtually outside the classroom now, things we couldn't do 10, 20 years ago. You can motivate them by really helping them realize the influence of English in their lives. Think about how English has affected your life, impacted it to reach greater heights. Share with them the power of having another language, not just English, many languages globally. But if you as a teacher share with them, just as an example, how English has enhanced your life and other languages. I've learned French, Spanish, Indonesian, now learning Romanian. It's opened a plethora of doors to my world, to my life, to my global perspective. Share these stories, experiences with your students. Have them share their personal backgrounds with you. I love this quote that I wanted to share with you by Forrest Witchcraft. It says, a hundred years from now, it will not matter what car you drove, what kind of house you lived in, how much money was in your bank account, nor what clothes you wore, but the world may be a better place because you were important in a student's life. Remember, you are already impacting so many students' lives and have throughout your teaching career. So I want you 
to go back to when you first started, bring that creativity. When you may have very first started teaching, flip the grid, flip the equation so that you're looking from the inside out rather than from the outside in or vice versa <laughs> and think outside the box. Does that make sense? So that you can be creative, bring your ingenuity, your genius. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We're gonna get a lot more in depth into how to do this in our upcoming workshop for thinking outside the box. It will be offered two times the same workshop, once on Thursday, March 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the second time on Saturday, March 27th at 10 a.m. Standard, Eastern Standard Time. The same workshop on two different times, just in case somebody can't hear one or the other. Check your world time buddy to make sure you're in the right time zone and sign up for this workshop on our webpage, ttelt.org. If you have questions, feel free to email me, Angina at ttelt.info at gmail.com. And we wanna tell you about upcoming workshops this Friday, March 12th, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. in Albania. We're going to have Daniela Hasso with us. You may have heard her podcast already. She'll be doing a workshop integrating technology with limited resources. I worked with her closely in Albania, so I know what it's like to work with limited resources. So tune in both for her and for March 21st. Wendy Coulson will be speaking with us at 1 a.m. Sunday, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. in Uzbekistan about using songs and rhymes with your young learners, again, in a low resource environment. Tune in with Wendy Polson, and please like us and look us up at the Rhodes Education Foundation. We are now officially a nonprofit 501c3 foundation. All donations are tax deductible. Your donations help us reach greater, higher potential to provide professional development resources, especially for people and with limited resource and access to professional development, our mission. Donate through our Facebook page, Rhodes Education Foundation, or ttelt.org has multiple links for ways to donate. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.